welcome back to yet another episode of Three Beers In. I think that music was a little loud there. My name is Dom, and I'm all alone today. I'm all alone doing another one of those solo podcasts, solo casts, as I call them, which is why the volume is going to be a little weird, probably too loud at most points. Maybe you might hear me too loud. Just I would just ask everyone there at home to just adjust the volume on your headsets. I'll try to be loud and clear. I'll try to come in five by five. But if I can't and it starts to get a little messed up, <clears throat> bear with me. Hopefully you're not outside of your commuter bus where you can hear me speaking to you wherever you may be in these United States. And hey, a happy Monday or Tuesday or whatever day it is. Man, let me tell well, first off, well, happy f- belated 4th of July. Happy birthday, belated birthday to America. I definitely celebrated it um, pretty hard yesterday. Drove around Staten Island with Ari. We, uh, we got to see a, ho- I mean, a whole mess of fireworks. I have not seen that many fireworks since I was a kid, since back when it was not illegal to have them. It almost seemed as if there was a, um, you know, what's the opposite of zero tolerance? Just tolerance? <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Excuse me. There was a complete tolerance of fireworks, at least on this island. I don't know about any other places um, around the five boroughs. And if you're living in a state or city that allows fireworks, I really hope you enjoyed them safely and had a great time. For me, I thought it was great. One of my the favorite Fourth of July is one of my favorite holidays. Just love the barbecue and I love the feel of Fourth of July. Yeah, it really brings everybody together, and I think it's really, really cool. And the fireworks were pretty dope, not to mention those. Got a couple of cannon blasts in there. Well, here, a helicopter flying overhead. It's so quiet when it's just me alone with my thoughts. I'm going to try. I always I said this for the last one. I'm going to try not to Bill Burr it by complaining and stuff. Because, uh, but then again, who is he? I think I said the exact same thing last time. Who is he, the only guy in America to complain? Anyway. <clears throat> Anywho, <coughs> sorry about that. The heat is killing me down here. It's as humid. I don't know. It's like the devil's taint down here right now. It's pretty rough. Thank God the beer is here and it's extra cold. And I got a pretty good one here lined up for you guys that are into the beer part of this show. So anyway, as I was saying, happy belated 4th of July to you and yours. And I hope that the uh, the vim and vigor and the festivities of the 4th of July is still deep within your soul. God, that was very biblical, kind of. Oof. Well, I had a really good time. But I'll tell you what, though. Waking up this morning and rolling out of bed was very hard because the fireworks around my neighborhood were going until about 2 a.m., which I'm not complaining about. I kind of liked the sound of the fireworks as I was trying to fall asleep, scaring me awake. It gave me just maybe 10% of what a dog must feel like uh, on the 4th of July because you know every single dog hates fireworks and cowers underneath a um, underneath a couch somewhere, which makes me wonder what what happened in the in the like. I don't know, the evolution of dog to make them afraid of fireworks. Was it something, what was loud and and crazy? I don't know. Uh, Here I am going into evolution now on the solo cast. But uh, Rob can't be here because he's uh, struggling with a hot water heater problem, which I don't even know why he would ever want hot water in conditions like this. Well, let me stop. I won't ever take a cold shower. For some reason, I just, I, I admire people that can do it. I can't. 
I put I get it as cold as I can tolerate, and then I um you know I I I it's uncomfortable. I don't know how people could do it. I mean, everyone. I've, I remember when I was in college, I was in a public speaking class, and this guy got up there and he's like. I'm here to advocate for cold showers. He's a terrible public speaker because he said it like, you know, he was like asking us if he should. And, oops, excuse me. My computer kinked out. Anyway, so yeah, he was advocating for cold showers. He's like, I suggest everyone does it because it'll boost your immune system and you'll never get cancer from it. Like, it was very weird. And then I was like, you know what? I don't you know. Cancer isn't cool. So I gave it a try. It was so fucking cold. The only time I ever took a, a very cold shower was during the blackout of what 2004 was that was that 2000 was it or was it earlier than that there was a blackout and it got to the point where i was like i have to take a shower it was so hot too I had to take a shower and then the power came on an hour later but the only thing warming me up were my tears from how cold it was speaking of tears i noticed that i'm a little too emotional lately i don't know if it's like i don't know if it's like like what it is i've just realized it like like okay so yesterday we were driving to go get some bagels, Ari and I, and because uh, they have these uh, red, white, and blue bagels, which made like really got me in the mood for Fourth of July. I mean, I'm already in the mood for Fourth of July because I got myself this bandana on, this American flag bandana. I went America on all their asses, and um, you know, just going to get the red, white, and blue bagels really had the, the kickstart to the day. And I was like, Ari, let me recite to you the Declaration of Independence. And I bring it up on my phone, and I start reading it, and I got fucking choked up. I was like, what the fuck? I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe I got choked up. And, like, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm moved by very powerful things. But, I mean, was The Incredibles too powerful? Maybe, because I almost cried at that pretty hard. Not even just that movie. If you did go see The Incredibles 2 in the theater, which I do implore all of you to do because it's a fantastic movie, um, there's a short film in the beginning of it, and I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it's a it's a quaint little short film about a Chinese family or Japanese, you know, pick pick whichever. Or actually, if anyone can clarify what they were, that'd be great for me. There, there's these, you know, this little family there, and, and like I don't want, like I said, I don't want to spoil it. But at the fucking end of it, I'm sitting there crying, like my eyes are just just welling up with tears, and I hear like like whispers, like did you like it? And I look over like. I like it was terrible. Like I've been very emotional lately. I just cried so, and then I cried. So the short before the short film even, I was crying before the fucking short film during the trailers, and I wasn't even a Winnie the Pooh fan growing up. Like I didn't really even buy into the Winnie the Pooh thing. But they play the fucking Pooh, the live action Pooh Bear trailer, which is called like what is his name, Jackie Robbins, Charles Bronson, the kid. Uh, Christopher Robbins. <laughs> I was close. God, I was so I was not close at all. Jackie Robinson and then Charles Bronson. Jesus. Yeah, let me take a sip of this beer. Mm. So the Christopher Hitchens um uh trailer plays and I'm towards the end of it I find myself fucking crying. I don't know if maybe I'm just in I I need a good like cry or something. Maybe I'm in line for that, or maybe, like, I got some emotions that I haven't tapped into lately or something. I don't know. All I know is at this rate, at my wedding, I'm going <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I think there's an allergic down here, like some sort of allergen. Is that what I'm trying to say? Because when I come into this basement, it's dank. And, like, over in the corner are some, like, 
It's supposed to be a moisture absorber thing, and it's been there for like 15 years. It hasn't really done its job. This is a fire extinguisher down here. I didn't realize that. That's great. That's really good. It's just in case there's some emergency. Anyway, I, all I know is that at this rate, excuse me, where I'm crying at the the most, at the most, at the smallest fucking things, I think I'm gonna fucking die at my wedding. You know, I told, I, I was like, listen, I, I was like, I got friends that are in the business. I'm like, I think I might need a Xanax or something. I don't know if I'm going to have, and like I, I told Ari, I was like, I might have to maybe have some sort of medication to like balance it out. Maybe even if I can't get a Xanax, pop a couple of Benadryl and maybe try to just be dopey through it. And she's like, if you don't cry, I'm going to hate you for the rest of my life. And I'm like, I don't think you want me to cry because what's going to happen? Because what, what, when I cry, I'm not like, um. I'm not like a strong, silent type crier where like I just tear up and I'm like, beautiful man, you know, like I'm like, like I can't, I can't. And then I do the like the the hyperventilation thing, you know, like when, oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. I haven't had a good cry in a while. I think I should watch Schindler's List usually does it. Schindler's List does it. And um, what else? There, there's some movies that'll trigger some crying. I don't know. I got to... Oh, The Passion of the Christ does it for me, too. I'm not even ultra-religious. I mean, I was raised Catholic, but I'll watch The Passion of the Christ, and boom, I'm done. I guess, you know, when you see raw human emotion, I guess I guess I lose it a little bit. But I mean, I am a little bit too emotional. But without me crying, we can also... We can all agree that The Incredibles 2 was a fantastic film. I mean, I went in there with moderate expectations as I do with a lot of movies you know I try but I am very easily impressed but still with my moderate expectations it absolutely blew me away what a movie oh my god I just found it to be so so wonderful I didn't want it to end I really didn't want it to end but it was just kind of crazy how like right in the middle of like the movie no not in the middle it's a quarter in and all of a sudden this this kid this baby behind us starts wailing, like crying harder than I would at my wedding day. I mean, just hysterical crying. But but now, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a parent, right? But, I mean, th- these parents had other kids with them. This ain't their first rodeo. Maybe they've been like, maybe they're like grizzled war veteran parents where like they've seen the shit, literally. And like they're not afraid to just, you know, have, just roll through and see how it goes. But this kid was screaming at the top of her lungs and uh, they just took way too long to get her out of there. Eventually they did get her out of there but like it was just, I think I missed it, one plot point. I had to try to figure it out later in the movie. But that's okay. You know, you have to take the good and the bad when you go to see uh, you know, computer animated. But I mean it is a computer animated film for children but it's kind of for us. It's kind of for us millennials, okay? When the first one came out what is it, 12 or 14 years ago? There wasn't a child in the theater, theater, that had, any, had ever even, it wasn't even a thought when that first film came out, okay? Like, they were not even planned. Maybe there was an accidental teenage pregnancy in there that could have been. I mean, I don't know the, the numbers. I don't know the, I'm going to just say the law of averages dictates that maybe one of the children was alive for it but definitely not of conscience to see it and understand it. So if anything, this movie was for me, quite literally, directly for me, and, you know, I'll share it with everybody around me, you know. It was pretty good. It was pretty damn good. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Oh, I did not mean that. 
Didn't mean it. But towards the end there, I got a little choked up. I got a little cry because, you know, it's, I don't know. It was a culmination of uh, my childhood in a sense. You know, well, not really my childhood. I mean, what was I in high school? I don't know. I'm 30 now. High school seems like another life ago. It really does. Like, I think back and <clears throat> it's almost like it's such a distant memory for me. Maybe that's why I can't do math. math. Well, I didn't really pay attention to math anyway. But um, it's really just so far back in my in my memory bank that it's just, what is it even? You know, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, moving along, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna uh, get maybe to the beer in a second. But first, I have to tell you guys what I was drinking beforehand for the pre-show beer. It was the Kilvan Kulsch German-style flagship brewing company. Um, one of the best beers comes out. Well, I mean, everything that comes out of it is really good. Honest to God, I mean, really, we're gonna try to cherry pick here what's the best flagship brew when we know all of them are fantastic. Here's something that came to my mind. When I was drinking the flagship beer. <coughs> Excuse me. It's always good to to just completely pass away on air. You know, that's not gonna that's not gonna ruin the, the broadcast whatsoever. But here we are. So we we there's a we're having the Fourth of July yesterday, which is a wonderful time. Everyone's together, families are together, there's um Barbecuing fireworks. If you're not too, oh, motorcycles. If you're not too crazy about the fireworks, there were sparklies and stuff. But to start my Fourth of July, I almost cried reading the Declaration of Independence. I had to really pull it together there. Had me a Fourth of July bagel, red, white, and blue, and then bam, I get smacked in the face, right in the face, with a picture of Jason Pierre Paul's hand, right after. Uh, I think an M80 or something blew up in his hand. Now, for those of you that don't know, because there we have a, a variety of people that listen to our show, Jason Pierre-Paul, JPP as he was called, was a defensive end. He was a defensive uh, player who played for the New York Giants for a number of years. He was a pretty good player, you know. Now he plays for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks and the uh, the uh, Tampa uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, um, well, a couple years ago, I think it was maybe three three years ago or four years ago, if I'm, if I'm not, you know, don't quote me on it, but it was a while back. Maybe it was two years ago, I don't know. My ESPN notification went off, you know, in July, saying that Jason Pierre-Paul, one of the best defensive players on the Giants at the time, blew his hand clean off in a fireworks accident. So, I mean, there was a lot of, like, what has going on? I can't believe this. How can you do this? How dumb can you be? You're a football player. You got the whole world in your hands. I don't know. One of them gone. And it was just a big uh, hoopla about it. And then he became, you know, he embraced it and started doing this whole, like, oh, you you could be hurt by fireworks and you should be safe campaign. And, um... <clears throat> I mean, the sports world was really wanting to see the hand. And like, how would he, Well, let me try to explain the, how big this guy is. Like, I think two and a half of my hands, if I were to put them on top of each other, is like one of his hands. Because the man is ginormous of a human being. And I think he's like 6'6 six, six or 6'8 six, or something. You know, we're upwards of 290 pounds of muscles. You know, he's just, he's huge. And I remember when he got drafted to the New York Giants, he was able they to show this video of him. He's in like a six foot pool, 
Like he was able to plant his feet in a six foot pool or a five foot pool, if I'm not mistaken, in ground pool, and jump up out of the pool and stand up like out of the. It was it was crazy. It was absolutely out of control. I mean, the guy was an athletic freak, if you will, uh, for for lack of a better terminology. And um, here he is, just blowing up his hand on the Fourth of July. And now, uh, years later, fast forward to now, when he's not on the New York Giants anymore, he decides to be a great idea to post a picture of the mangled, disgusting hand that um, you know, unfortunately, got blown apart. When he was um, at the 4th of July, apparently what happened was he was holding a firecracker or firework, if you will, and um, he he thought it would, you know, he had like time before anything was going to go wrong and his hand just... It just, it was, it's, it's a mangled, disgusting mess, like what happened. So, you know, when he puts this picture up, he's showing you, like, after they amputated, uh, I think, three or four fingers on his hand. But if you look at the, the pictures that were leaked on the internet, it, it's actually, it looks like a horror film, like what, what you're seeing. Like, so what happened was his, most of his thumb was gone. He lost his complete right index finger. He lost most of his middle finger, and he severely damaged his ring finger and pinky finger. Um, now, <clears throat> for for the layman such as myself, I think if a firework of that magnitude blew up in my hand, I would have definitely lost the entire hand. There's no doubt about it. The whole hand would be completely gone. But if you look at the pictures that got leaked on the Internet before... Um, the the amputations and stuff. It, honest to God, you see like a skeleton bone. You know, you see a complete. It's disgusting. It's absolutely just absolutely disgusting. And I mean, it's definitely a PSA to children who don't uh, pay attention with the fireworks. So apparently, what he was doing, he was holding his baby in like one hand. I mean, this is uh, I have no idea if this is true or not, but he allegedly was holding. His baby in one arm, in his arm, and was lighting a firecracker in his hand, and he he lost track of the timer there on the fuse, and blammo. It's harder to drink beer alone on the show, because um, there's nothing to fill the time for when I drink. I feel like I have to constantly speak. So, like, if I take a moment to take a sip of beer, I feel like I'm... I don't want to feel like... I don't want you guys to feel like I'm ignoring you or anything like that. But um, I think it's time that we talk about the beer that I'm having today. And I put the beer review music on. Is it going to be too loud? Absolutely. Way too loud. I'm going to bring it down to a right about there. See, I have some control over the volume over here, which actually uh, <clears throat> turns out to be to be uh, really, really good. So there's a word here in the description that I just want to maybe search on Google for like a, a way to say it because I don't have I don't have Rob here to correct me. Okay. Lupulin? Lupulin. Let me see. Well, hold on. I'll hit the... Lupulin. <laughs> Let me do that again. It's fun. Lupulin. Lupulin. <clears throat> All right, so Uplin. So what I'm drinking here today is from Lawson's Finest Liquids out of Vermont, if I'm not mistaken. I think they're out of Vermont. Hang on real quick. I'm going to double check it. Uh, yes, they're out of Vermont. 
that's here in the good old U.S. of A. We have um, Sip of Sunshine IPA. Um, <clears throat> so I got this at Beverage Island, the absolute best place you can get beer on Staten Island. Uh, it's a it's an IPA, or a double IPA, actually. Uh, it's called Sip of Sunshine IPA, 8% alcohol by volume. Um... Oh, here's a little thing about the uh, about the uh, the brewery. Lawson's Finest Liquids is a small artisanal brewery located in Warren, Vermont, producing an array of hop-forward ales, specialty maple beers, and unique creations. Sip of Sunshine IPA is brewed by Lawson's Finest Liquids at Two Roads Brewing Co. in Stratford, Connecticut. Oh, interesting. So it's it's brewed in Connecticut, but it's it's made in Vermont. I guess kind of like iPhones are made in Cupertino, but they're made in Kung Um The Lupillin-laden India Pale Ale is packed with juicy tropical fruit, ca- fruit character, bright, bleh, bright floral aromas, and delectable layers of hop flavor. Uh, pour mindfully, inhale deeply, and enjoy a tropical vacation in a glass. Always store cold. Enjoy fresh and stay cool. So, I uh, when I went to Beverage Island all by myself, it gave me time to really look around and take my time and stuff like that. You know, I had to rely on somebody else. You could really just, you know, have the lay of the land. And, I, and you know, it gave me a chance to do an IPA because, you know, Rob, my buddy over there, he's he's totally anti-IPA. He never wants to do them. All right, so I just had one. And um, for that was my one to enjoy. And now I'm going to... Oh, jeez. I'm going to take another one out for the review. Uh, so what happened was... Oh, Jesus! Since it was so, so hot outside, I wanted to make sure I got a beer that was inside the refrigerated area of Beverage Island, which is where they keep their kegs and stuff. And um, I was I went in there, and this thing was staring at me, and it said, Sip of Sunshine, it just looks so cool. It's got this, like... Oh, excuse me. Like this buff yellow look or bluff yellow look uh, it's in tall boy cans and it says keep cold and being that it was in the fridge um, you know it was living up to what they say to do on the can keep it in the fridge keep it cold and what I did was I, I had uh, brought my cooler with me and put ice in the cooler and uh, I made sure I put it right on the ice right in the cooler to keep it cold for the entire trip so what I noticed when I first poured the beer I poured it extreme. I poured it very aggressively, and uh, the head that came onto the beer was was about two and a half fingers ahead, and it quickly dissipates. I mean, it goes very very fast. Uh, the color that you get in the beer here is just this um, yellow, almost hazy yellowish gold, like a very beautiful golden beer color. Um, right off the bat, you know it's going to have the makings of a delicious IPA by the aroma. And let me tell you, when I took a deep deep whiff of this, which is what it says to do on the can, immediately you just get this intense mango skin and like guava um, citrusy fruity, delicious smell to it, and then there's also like this this heavy, heavy grass um, this grass like earthiness to it that you get um, when you have the, the, the sniff there, I'm going to do it one more time here uh, it's got that resiny smell. Well, actually, let me just make sure that that's how you say that word. Hold on. How do you say resin? Is it risin or resin? 
Resin. Oh, she oh she said it's so like <sighs> resin. It's that piney resiny IPA stench is there, but it's just so subtly like there's this mango pineapple-y melon like it just has these tropical citrus smell to it that is really really enticing and for me I haven't had an IPA in a hot minute and I was really really excited to jump on into this and it's it's an American double imperial IPA um, so I just poured it real heavy now and the two fingers ahead is now dissipated to one and I'm going to give this a, a nice sip and I'll tell you how it tastes so It's extremely smooth. There's such a medium bodiness to it that it's um, it, it almost catches you off guard. So the the smell of the beer, you know you're gonna you know you're gonna be having an IPA, okay? When you when you smell this beer, but what happens is there's such a mellow tropical juice flavor that blends in with a nice malt characteristic that I just think really sneaks up on you that. It's almost like a dream. I'm not gonna lie. It feels it feels like a dream, and there's just such a nice complementary of this sharp pine earthiness, and then there's this bready malt that comes through, and there's like a citrus in the front back. There's a fr- in the front middle and the end of this beer that is absolutely outstanding. Like I I can't even begin to describe this beer to you. Like I feel like. I feel like a guy who is really into like comic books is trying to describe fine art to someone. Like that's, I mean, no disrespect to people that are into comic books. It's just that, uh, and there's such a lacing on the glass. It's so unbelievable. This is this is bar none, one of the best beers I've ever had in my life. And I know I've been saying that a lot lately. Maybe that's just me really appreciating um, beer. But you know, the the aroma of the beer is like. A real group. It's a delightful precursor to this one. Like when you smell it, you hope that the taste of this beer is going to hold up to the cruise. This is what it would be like. Just laid back, amazing, and I don't ever want to leave. Like that's what's happening when you have a sip of sunshine. Now, I mean, I I think this is a sought sought after IPA. Uh, I didn't know that until I started looking it up on the internet. And um, I'm really, really happy I picked this up. It was between this and another one. The other one was pretty cool looking. I might maybe do that the next solo cast I have. I might pick that up and, and give it a try. But there's just such a delicious, earthy citrus taste. And there's just the right amount of like malt and hops right here that come together. And at an 8%, there's no burn. There is no, I mean, this is like what's happening right now in the in beer is like we are like getting to a point where IPAs are getting fucking perfected, man. Like, I really think if you're not an and this is a double IPA. I think if you're not an IPA guy and you have this. You're going to be like, holy shit, this is a fucking double IPA? Like, it's just, it's fantastic, man. Seriously. This is a beer you got to run out there and get. And I'm going to give it a 10, and I'm going to do this myself right here. Now, that's so loud. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot about this. Uh, Lawson's Finest Liquid Sip of Sunshine Indian Pale Ale, 8% alcohol by volume. Get yours 
at Beverage Island. I love it. I think you will love it. This lupulin-laden Indian pale ale captured my heart, and I think you should go get yourself these four-pack Tall Boys in the refrigerator at Beverage Island as soon as possible. Uh, yeah. I forgot the music was going to be really loud because I'm not in control of the... Not in control of the soundboard. I don't even know how long I've been recording, but all I know is that this beer was absolutely fantastic. So what I'm going to do maybe now is uh, take a moment to, I guess, do a bathroom break for myself. Who says I guess to a I would know whether or not I have to use the restroom, correct? Anyway, I don't want to keep you too, too long, being that it's just, oh, I did just pour this beer here. It would just be rude for me to leave it alone and not talk to my friends here. Well, my friends that listen to Three Beers In. But I will take this time to uh, collect my thoughts and use the restroom, which is why we have a bathroom break. So I'll be right back, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show from the bathroom break. Just wanting everyone to know that this delicious beer that you could find in the fridge at Beverage Island was provided by Beverage Island and part by Beverage Island. Um, located 1784 Richmond Terrace, Staten Island, New York, 10310. I mean, ah, they pretty much close. I mean, Thursdays 10 to 7. Friday 9 to 9, Saturday 9 to 9, Sunday 11 to 6, 10 to 7, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday as well. Fantastic place to go and get your delicious craft beer. Unbelievable place. I mean, anything you want, anything your heart may desire, they're going to have it there. I mean, I'm never disappointed. I'm really not. And if I am, it's because maybe I just don't like that brew. But just to let you guys know that this Saturday... Not this Saturday. Excuse me. I'm confused because I don't know when Saturday is anymore because it's this weird Thursday, Monday. They got a beer tasting Saturday, July 14th, 4 to 7, right there in their location. They've been having these, and they're just absolutely fantastic. And they're going to be hosting uh, Platform Beer Company. Uh, they're out of Cleveland, Ohio. And their year-round their year year brew is uh, New Cleveland. Pilsner and the Speed Merchant Merchant Maple uh, White IPA. I'm I'm fucking this up. I don't have a guy to stop it to try to maybe bring me back to try to do some quality control. But hey, that's how it happens when you do the show alone. Not to mention, I've been drinking pretty heavily. Got anything wrong with that? But uh, you know, go to Beverage Island. Get yourself some delicious beer. They got a ton of German beer there. Czech beer. I mean, they got beer from like Sri Lanka. They got beer from everywhere. And they got a really great refrigerated section. And you could go and get yourself this um, this sip of sunshine. And I, I'll tell you, I, this is the. I can't recommend this beer anymore. I mean, it's just absolutely fantastic. I'm going to also take this time to thank everyone for listening. Sorry that it's just me. Maybe you guys like when it's just me. I don't know. But, um,. One thing that I always want to do is keep this show going, and maybe one day I'll craft my own beer, and I'll talk about it 
and talk about beer with everybody for the rest of my days. But, but three beers in is my home, and you guys are my homies. Thanks for drinking with me. Thanks for coming out and listening. And you guys are all the best. Don't forget, you can always look at us on Twitter and on our. We have an email. You can email us anything you want to talk about. Three beers in at gmail.com. And thank you for that. Bathroom break has now concluded. And I'm going to try to. Um, I'm going to try to wrap the show up respectably and talk about a little bit of something that happened. Did I talk about it yet? That's the thing. I don't know. Ugh. It's very difficult doing a show alone because you don't. I don't know. You just uh, it's, it's difficult when you don't have somebody to feed off of. I guess. But the Fourth of July yesterday, right? So I'm out and about, you know, doing my thing. All of a sudden, I get a re- you know people are reporting into me because I got pe- I got contacts all over, saying that a woman was climbing the Statue of Liberty. To you know, in protest, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And then I saw the uh, the footage of it and stuff like that, right? And this woman legit, I mean, okay, so she got up the statue, and I and I said to myself when I when they said climb the Statue of Liberty, I I couldn't in my head in my head real quick. I thought she was on the top of the crown, and I was like, "Holy shit!" In my head, I was like, "Oh my god, is she gonna jump or whatever?" But then it's like, you know, more reports came through and stuff like that. And it actually was on Facebook Live, which is actually such an incredible platform for, for uh, you know, things that are happening in the now. She's up there and, you know, she gets up to, you know, like the base of the statue, uh, you know, off the island. And she's under like the shoe of the... Another thing, why is the Statue of Liberty doing like a, a kick like that? Like me, like with the foot up, like just stand there. Right? I mean, you're going to get a cramp if you're there for that long. But anyway, so she's under the shoe. She's got, uh, I think, a Trump care makes people sick shirt on. And there was a sign that said abolish ice. So it quickly became, instead of just a stunt, it was a political display of protest, which I am all for. I love all forms of protest. I think it's a fantastic right that we have in these United States. And I think her protesting on this day was a celebration of those rights. Now, whether or not you agree with the message is up to you. Everyone has their opinions. But the fundamental right of protest was being displayed, and I thought that was very special. Now, the, the only problem I have with it, I mean, hey, if you're going to protest, that's a pretty damn good protest right there. You're going to climb the Statue of Liberty? I just, you know, I felt, you know, I was, I felt a way about how the brave men and women of the New York City Police Department had to risk their lives, basically, strapping up to try to get her to come down and bring her down safely. And, you know, on the 4th of July, you would hope that your loved one, who may be in the service uh, to this city, would be safe and sound and not have to face any type of... Um, Danger, but having to climb up the Statue of Liberty because someone wants to protest, you know, that kind of irked me a little bit. And not only that, what actually made me laugh a little bit was I know there was somebody that got eric in there. And for those of you that haven't listened to the show that long, Eric was someone who was on the show for a long period of time that wasn't ever thrusted into the host role. But he did try. He did try, though. But he was one of our distinguished guests on the show for a long period of time. And he constantly is a magnet of unfortunate events, you know? So, 
I'm thinking there was some poor schlub that planned his New York vacation, you know, maybe even nine months in advance, maybe even a year in advance, where we were going to go to America for the 4th of July, and we were going to go to Liberty Island and see the Statue of Liberty for the 4th of July. How perfect is that? That's as if I was going to, like, on Bastille Day plan on going to the top of the Eiffel Tower and it took me forever to plan it as a working man and then the day comes and the whole area is evacuated because someone climbed up there and threw out a sign that said mean things or or not mean things but things that are um, against government and policy so I, I think there was a whole bunch of people that were really inconvenienced by this protest so I, I do like protests, and I know that they have to inconvenience some people in order for it to be effective in a way, but you know, a lot of people come here to, to, to marvel at the beautiful splendor that the Statue of Liberty has and the, the things that we have in this great city, and um, I, I, I kind of feel for those people because, I mean, it was no fault of theirs that there's some crazy policies in these United States. They just wanted to go see the Lady Liberty. And now they're told to leave. But I actually really found it really incredible. I was reading an article, I think it was in the Post about it, how uh, some representative from like the National Park Service or something, it was a, it, some sort of federal agency, was like, um, in order for that woman to climb up there, she had to be extremely skilled at climbing. They, she bas- the person basically said that this is a feat that is done by someone who's either extremely experienced at climbing or in top physical shape and just you know it's unheard of that someone would even climb that like he the person said i said he but i don't know if it's a he or she the, the person said you need climbing equipment to go up to where she went and she didn't have climbing equipment so the fact that the representative of liberty island or whomever is in charge of uh, the of um, that portion of it in the interview kind of uh, slipped up by saying like, wow, that's fucking incredible. (laughs) You know, you can't just run up in here and do that. And then basically right afterwards, the person was like, but we're going to very seriously look into the security breach that happened here on this island. So it is a breach in their security. It's a bit of a headache for a whole bunch of folks. Um, I'm extremely proud as an American uh, that no matter what side of the aisle you're on, protest is fundamental to the freedoms that we have in this country she will have due process she will face a judge and she will be ruled upon in other countries that could have been it for her you know you don't know you don't know some places are very very strict when it comes to these types of things so i'm just very happy that no one got hurt and um people's voices were heard and in other news There was some good, even better news on the 4th of July. And my man, Joey Chestnut, took the title home yet again, defending his crown and having his 11th title at the National Hot Dog Eating Contest, setting a new record with 74 hot dogs. My man, Joey Chestnut, also known as Jaws, went up there in Coney Island and ate so many hot dogs. That we all had to cheer for him. And there he is from Fulton County, Kentucky. Joey Chestnut. Professional eating, everybody. Professional eating. I, I, I just, it's, it's an incredible thing. How do you break into that? How do you say one day like, Mom, Dad, 
son, you want to be an astronaut? No, I want to eat. I, I'm I'm a uh, semi-professional eater, just based upon the wants. But um, I'm going to give you some world records that are held by Joey Chestnut right now. The St. Elmo Shrimp Cocktail Off, 15 pounds in 8 minutes in the Shrimp Cocktail Eating Competition Championship in Indianapolis, in Indiana, December 3rd, 2016. 15 pounds? Of, are you kidding me? That's incredible. Deep Fried Asparagus Eating Championship in Stockton, California. 12.8 pounds of deep fried asparaguses in 10 minutes. Now, let me let me pause for a little sip here. Who would even think to deep fry asparagus? Oh, here we go here. This is pretty interesting here. Pork ribs. 13.76 pounds of pork rib meat in 12 minutes at the Nugget Casino Resort in Sparks, Nevada. Wow. Steak, 4.5 pounds of steak plus sides. I don't even know what that means, plus sides. In what? I'm losing my mind here. In 8 minutes and 52 seconds. I Why am I astonished at that? I could understand 15 pounds. Okay, I can't understand any of this. But 15 pounds of shrimp cocktail. I wonder if they use cocktail sauce. 15 pounds of shrimp cocktail in 8 minutes is understandable. They're very small. Pop them in. Blah, blah, blah. But dude, 4.5 pounds of steak and the sides in 8 minutes and 52 seconds at the Big Texan Steak Ranch? Whew! And actually, oh Jesus Christ, it goes a little bit deeper. Wikipedia blowing my mind here. Chestnut's record was broken on Monday, May 26, 2014 by competitive eater Molly Shula, who finished in Four minutes and 58 seconds! Oh my god! And then, and then the next year she bested her own record by eating the 4.5 pounds of steaks plus the sides in four minutes and 18 seconds. My god! That's half the time of our Jaws, Joey the Jaws Chestnut. Nathan's famous hot dog and buns competition. 74 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. This July 4th, which was the world record. 74 hot dogs and buns. After four hot... I've, I think my maximum hot dogs and buns is four. I'm not going to lie. Four. He He bested me by 70. I don't even think I've ever seen... 70 hot dogs and buns in one area. I think maybe lifetime. Now, hold on. I've I've been exposed to barbecue food in my life. I would say maybe starting at the age of, I don't know, five, six, and seven years old when you're able to maybe start eating barbecue. I don't know when babies can eat things. I know babies can eat food at some point, obviously. But I think I may have seen in my life 189 hot dogs. Maybe I've consumed close to 200 hot dogs in my life. I think it's safe to say that. You don't have hot dogs every day. You might have them just primarily in the summer, but you don't barbecue every weekend. Let's say you barbecue twice a month in the summertime. I'm going to do the math right now. I'm going to embarrass myself by trying to do that math that I was talking about. Let me bring up the calculator here. So I've been alive for 30 years. 
30 years I've been alive. So that's, let's just say from 30 to 6, I said barbecue. That's 24 summers. 24 summers. And if I have a barbecue, if I have a barbecue, let's see. Summer's like, then we'll start it now in a major, four months. Four months, you got maybe two barbecues a month. So maybe eight barbecues a month. So eight barbecues a month after four months. So that's too many barbecues a month. Let's just say maybe there's 20 barbecues in a, that's a lot of barbecue. No, I'm going to say in my family, conservatively, there may be about 10 barbecues total in the summer. So t- 10 barbecues by 24 that's 240 barbecues. If I had four hot dogs, but okay, that's like a thousand hot dogs. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I've had a thousand hot dogs, but I can't eat 74 of them one sitting. I know I can't do that. Now here we go. We're getting a little. We're getting the nitty gritty here. Matzo balls. 78 matzo balls in eight minutes. Holy shit. 78 matzo balls. This is for the beer drinkers out there. 70 bratwursts in 10 minutes at Oktoberfest Cincinnati in Cincinnati, Ohio. Ridiculous. Hard-boiled eggs, 141 hard-boiled eggs in 8 minutes. Pork roll, 32 quarter-pound pork roll sandwiches in 10 minutes. That's ridiculous. 81 four-ounce mutton sandwiches in 10 minutes. This is absurd. It's absurd. Chestnut trains by fasting and stretching his stomach with milk, water, and protein supplements. Since the start of his competitive eating career, his competition weight has varied from 225 pounds to 240 pounds. After winning his sixth consecutive hot dog eating contest in 2012 by eating 68 hot dogs, he stated, I will not stop until I reach 70. This, quote, sport isn't about eating. It's about drive and dedication. And at the end of the day... Hot dog eating challenges both my body and my mind. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it challenges a lot of things. I'm sweating talking about it. I'm sweating talking about it. But I mean, I mean, I got hands, hats off to this guy. But you know what I was thinking about? I was thinking about doing a movie idea. You you know how we had Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler? I was thinking about maybe having a movie called The Eater. And it would be about a, a former competitive eater that's like, you know, just miserable, down on his luck type guy, you know, like just trying to get that one last eating competition in. Like he's working at the deli, gets fired for eating all the cold cuts. I don't know. Think about it. He falls, he falls in love with a hot lunch lady named Alyssa Milano. Was that who was in that movie? No, it was Marissa Tomei. I get them confused. Actually, I don't know what Alyssa Milano's ever been in. I think she was in a show called Charmed, right? I don't know. Hmm. That's something you look up on your own time. Not when you're drinking with friends. But hey, this beer's been for you. This whole show's been for you. I'm really glad that you guys stopped in to have a listen. Sorry if I was rambling a little bit towards the end or at any point. But I'm really glad you guys stopped by. My name is Dom. I'm all alone. I did my best. I hope I did good. And hopefully next week I'll have some friends around me. Oh. But if not, that's fine. I'll do this again on my own. I have a good time doing it. I'll drink beer. I'll talk to beer with you guys. 
tell you what to go get. Go get Sip of Sunshine. You won't regret it. Three beers in. We're out. Well, well, I'm out. I'm the only one. I'm out. Three beers in. I'm out.